Okay. So we are now beginning Chapter 7. And in Chapter 7, we're going to focus on how we do this repentance that we were discussing last chapter. Repentance, the lower-level repentance that restores the lower hay, the final letter of the four-letter name of God, back to its origin point. And the Rebbe says that there's a true and direct path to this type of repentance, which involves two elements, meaning there are two aspects. Now, of course, we know in chapter one that we explained that the essence kernel of repentance is a firm, wholehearted resolution not to commit this sin again. And that is the essence point of repentance. But additionally, to make the repentance true, that we don't fall back into sin, and direct, we need two other elements. One, we have to awaken God's supreme compassion on our soul. And two, we have to subjugate and nullify the evil. And when we have those two elements, the repentance is true, it's going to last, we're not going to fall into sin again, and it's direct, we're not going to have to come to repentance through evil channels, through the back door, so to speak. So how do we awaken the compassion of God? So we have to understand that God, as the Father of mercy, has is the source of infinite compassion. There's, of course, God who has the attribute of compassion. That's an attribute. That's a measure. That's finite. But God, as the Father, the fountainhead of compassion, has infinite compassion. And I want to pull on that infinite compassion from my soul that went from such a height into such defilement under evil. And since my soul is rooted in God's name, the degradation to my soul has also caused this flow of God's life from his name to descend into the chambers of evil. So it's not only that my soul should be pitied. Its source, the life flowing from God's name, also needs compassion. We have to arouse compassion for the life-giving powers issuing from the name of God that has to now be in the chambers of evil and be vitalizing evil. That's enormous compassion if we think, as it says, that the king is bound with even our fleeting evil thoughts, that even transient evil thoughts can bind and shackle God, the king, can exile the flow of vitality emanating from the four-letter name of God. And this is truly, the more we think of this, the more we think of how God has been humiliated through our sins, how God has been put into exile, how God is now in the chambers of evil, vitalizing evil through my sin. This could really bring me to this enormous compassion for God. So that's part one. Part two is, and my preparation for my complete repentance, crushing and subduing the evil. And really, evil is just arrogant. And when I crush it, when I subjugate it, it, it's death. It's completely nullified. And I can crush it through breaking my heart, through a sense of my own personal unworthiness. Because 
for a regular person, the animal's soul is the person himself. So when my heart is humbled and crushed, my animal soul from evil is crushed and humbled as well. So then the evil is crushed and humbled. The arrogance of the evil is crushed when my animal soul is crushed, when my heart is crushed. This is what it means in the Zohar that the offering to God in the name Elohim, judgment, is a broken spirit. In other words, the offering I give is breaking the spirit of evil, which I achieve through breaking my heart. In the temple, the animal offerings are dedicated to God in the name Havaya, the attribute of mercy. It's Elohim, to the name indicating the attribute of judgment. I'm not bringing an animal. I'm offering my own animal. I'm breaking my own heart. I'm breaking my own spirit. I'm breaking my own animal soul. And this breaks the spirit of evil. And this is the offering that judgment of God finds appeasing. 